welcome to Rachel Twag's Bagpiping History Podcast. I'll be your host, Rachel Twag. Shocking. Um, so today's episode is again, well, so I, I moved. I moved. Moved this week. Uh, it was a, there was a heat wave, and so we didn't rent the moving truck on the day we were going to because the heat wave, and instead we rented it last night during a thunderstorm, um, but did all the moving. And then while I was moving things today, I thought to myself, oh, crap, i got to record a podcast today. So this episode is uh, going to have a bunch of tunes, um, many of which I'm not horribly pleased with, but still get you a nice spread of uh, historic tunes. So um, I, had, I had started, I recorded a couple reels from Donald McDonald's collection, so we're going to listen to those. Uh, one is called The Periwig, and the other one is titled, whew, I think this is Gaelic, Queers, Chest, Moyer, Me, and C. Don't know. Uh, I'll put that in the description. Uh, so those we're going to hear those from Donald McDonald. We're also going to hear what well, we already heard an O'Farrell tune, uh, The Bard's Legacy. I'm trying to work on phrasing. Um, I've been frustrated with you know, this this process of playing a tune every day means I'm not getting to spend as much time cleaning things up as I'd like. And I thought, hey, if I could focus on phrasing, uh, that might be a thing I could that would help. Um, that would, like, make it better and make it more useful. It's funny, this project started as, like, a, uh, like as a uh, New Year's resolution kind of thing of posting a video of music every day uh, to the internet uh to like make me practice more and at that time i was trying to get into playing sessions more and so i was like yeah there's a bunch of easy session tunes i can learn and now that sessions have gone away i'm still posting music every day but they have shifted to you know exploring this historic stuff but since i'm no longer i don't know it feels like a foolish endeavor i'm gonna do it at this point i'm nearly nearly i'm closing in on 200 days in um and so I'm gonna I'm gonna finish out the year, but uh, yeah, it just feels a little bit different since I'm now focusing on tunes. Like I don't have to memorize and learn a bunch of session tunes anymore, but just learn things I want to learn and uh, figure out ways to play them more musically. Anyway, I'm thinking if I can focus on making interesting phrasing choices, that would make them better. But every time I try to really set myself down to think about phrasing, all that means is that I start playing the tunes slower and finish faster because I know that part of phrasing is going slow. Uh, and then I, it just it falls apart. So anyway, if anybody's got some good tips out there of what you've done to kind of pick apart and be a bit, little bit, uh, have some more interesting or better phrasing, hit me up. Let me know. What are your tricks? I, I kind of feel like the trick is just to go slow and be deliberate about your choices, but that has never been one of my strong suits. Uh, trying to work on it. Anyway, so... We are going to have uh, two Donald McDonald reels. I was going to try to pair it with Angus Mackay reels, but you know what? Angus Mackay's reels, the ones that I had close at hand, are more complicated than Donald McDonald's. They're also, they tend to be three-parters, which is sort of revealing. So if we're looking for comparisons between the two, that is a very small test, though. I was just looking at um, the handful of Angus Mackay tunes that I found interesting enough to save onto my iPad as sheet music. Um, so... Anyway, uh, so we're not going to hear any Angus Mackay today, um, but what we are going to hear is, I'm not sure who wrote this tune, but um, over over the week I 
uh, figure out how to play When the King Enjoys His Own Again, which is an old tune from the English Civil War that eventually was co-opted by Jacobites, I think English Jacobites in the 17, kind of the early 18th century one, the 1715 rebellion, or the 17 teens anyway. Um, but I played it for kind of on the 4th of July, because uh, it's, it's funny, it's also the world turned upside down, which is uh, supposedly the tune that was playing when Cornwallis surrendered at Yorktown at the end of the American Revolution. Um, so we'll play those tunes, and then I think I'm going to include a bit of a set from uh, O'Farrell, sort of. Uh, I was working on this tune from O'Farrell called Mole in the Wad, and uh, it was before we had moved into this place, but when I was already practicing here. And I was playing Mole in the Wad up until like, I don't know, 1 a.m. or something. And then I drove back to our, our old apartment to sleep for the night. And on the way home, this return from Fingal just kind of jumped into my head. And earlier that day, I had been listening to, um, there's like a, a newly remastered Seamus Ennis album, I think. I never know. Listening to um, some of those music streaming services, they're pretty bad about putting the actual dates of when the albums were released. But... Um, Amazon Music said the album was released in 2020 and it had a recording of Seamus Emma's play Return from Fingal and so I'm playing that uh, I couldn't find Return from Fingal in O'Farrell it's in O'Neill's uh, collection but in O'Neill's collection uh, well Seamus Ennis is playing a different setting so well I think he is he's playing on, a, on the recording he's playing a C a C sharp set I think um, but it looks, it's, it starts on, rather than starting on, uh, I guess that'd be the B, it starts on the high E? Yeah. Anyway, um, you'll hear it. Anyway, I, uh, and it jumped into my head and was like, oh man, that's the same thing. I sent a, I just like played it on a whistle as a voice message and send it to my buddy Ryan, who just always <laughs> just manages to come through. So I was like, Ryan, what is this tune? And he told me quickly, return from bingo. Um, anyway, so thank you, Bagpipe Binky. Hopefully soon we're going to have Bagpipe Binky or Ryan on here and uh, do some duets and things. Uh, especially, I was just telling him that my, I don't know, the new house, leaving the pipes here and temperature fluctuations or something, but they are sounding not to my liking. Um, so I've got a bunch of old recordings from when Ryan and I were working on duets like months ago now. So uh, I think my pipes probably sounded better then. So <laughs> looking forward to being able to use those. Uh, anyway, so this is uh, a bit of a rambly beginning. Sorry, I just panicked thinking I didn't have a recording. Uh, so let's let's jump into let's get these Donald McDonald tunes out of the way. Like I said, I wanted to, I liked the theme of doing nine eights and then looking at nine eights from both composers and comparing them. And that's what I set out to do here. Uh, I had the Donald McDonald tunes kind of at hand easily. And so I looked at those and they're ch challenging and weird. Uh, in their own right. Uh, I recorded those and then I started looking through Angus Mackay and just ran out of time. So we're only going to hear the Donald McDonald tunes. And uh, oh, I'm going to play another tune. I don't know the name of I think it's it might just be called Wax Reels. Um, I got it off of a Porridgeman album or the Porridgeman album. I'm not sure how many albums the Porridgeman put out. I've only got one Planet Porridge. It's awesome. Got it when I was a just a wee little baby piper. And it is definitely. Those tunes have kind of stuck in my head. So uh, let's start 
Kind of on that note, let's start with a tune that reminds me of a Porridge Men tune. So this is the Donald McDonald 4-4 uh, reel, just called Periwig. And then I'll play afterwards the tune that it reminds me of that I think is a bit better. This is not a tune. Like some of these tunes, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, that's an awesome tune. I'm, I'm going to stick that in my repertoire. The Periwig can just leave. The Periwig can leave my head. I don't like it. Don't like it one bit. Um... But maybe I'm wrong, and y'all will love it. I'm really selling I'm selling this episode really well, right? And this team. Anyway, enjoy, if you can, the Periwig. So there's the Periwig. Uh, like I said, every time I was playing through it, uh, I would, <laughs> when I wasn't just staring directly at the music, I would slip into this other tune, uh, the Wax. It's called Wax Reels off of uh, Planet Porridge's album, or the Planet Porridge album by the Porridge Men. Check them out. They're really good. Uh, but this is uh, what they call Wax Reels as part of a set. If you know the actual name of this tune, if that isn't it, uh, hit me up. It's a good tune. But you can kind of see it's similar uh, and, uh, a little bit, <laughs> maybe it's just because I knew this tune before and Periwig was close enough that it was, it really bothered me, but anyway, I find this tune a bit more satisfying. This is just basically a sample of it, because I posted it as a tune of the day, trying to get somebody to give me the name, um, before making it a podcast tune. So, here it is. You can hear the two tunes are quite similar. <laughs> share uh some common themes um all right and now this last uh donald mcdonald reel this is again queers kissed moir 
me and C. Who knows, man? Uh, like I said, I'll post the actual like spelling of this in the description. And if y'all don't know, like the website, I was I was posting, it's kind of promoting the uh, the podcast on Reddit, and uh, somebody commented that I think they I think the same person commented that they had listened years ago, and well, I just kind of looked through the the website and links. But if y'all didn't know that, especially for the musicians uh, out there that are interested in playing these tunes. Like, every one of the show descriptions for the last several episodes uh, includes a link to the actual sheet music. So you can look at the sheet music and play it on your own, uh, and it's pretty helpful if you're interested in that. And you can kind of explore around the National Libraries of Scotland's extensive music collections uh, from there using some library tricks. Anyway, so here's another uh, reel from Donald McDonald. With a, like I said, pretty problematic Gaelic name for me to pronounce. So, here you go. Hope you enjoy it. that tune quite a bit more uh, like I said the hope had been to compare McDonald and Mackay tunes but you know just looking at the handful of tunes that I had on my uh, iPad so I didn't go through and look through the rest of the book for other 4-4 reels but uh, they are trickier in Angus Mackay and the one thing that really stuck out stood out to me is just the how how commonplace it was for a three-part reel uh, pretty much everything in Donald McDonald, uh, all the reels are two parts, and most seems like a lot of most reels are, are two parts unless they're big long epics. Like, um, is the Bucks of Warren Moore a reel? I think the Bucks of Warren Moore is a reel for Ellen Pipes, but um, yeah. So the, the reels tend to be two parts, is, is what I'm more accustomed to seeing. And Angus McKay's the the sample I was looking at is definitely three parts, which is kind of interesting. Uh, anyway, so let's um, let's move back over to. Ellen piping. So it's a, I don't know. It's been a, it's been a week, uh, as all of these weeks have been, uh, because I've been moving so much, uh, and because of the fourth and my uh, father's birthday kind of falls all in there. Everything's just been very busy and a bit of a mess this week. And I just feel out of the loop, <laughs> like there is news that has happened uh, that I need to be. Uh, 
that I'm just not informed on anymore. Um, good news and bad news, I guess. I guess I don't want to dwell on it too much, um, the bad news stuff. I had sort of, um, and I'm still sort of waiting. My mom, when she was in the hospital, wound up getting two coronavirus tests. Uh, it's kind of hilarious, not hilarious, but uh, when they moved her out of the ICU, God, a couple months ago now, uh, they thought that she had a high fever and couldn't figure out why, so they assumed she had coronavirus. And like, everything looked fine, um, but she had this huge, huge fever. Uh, so I got a call in the middle of the night, like, so we don't know what's wrong with your mother. We're giving her coronavirus test, and we probably won't get the results back till tomorrow. It was a little bit terrifying, um, but they got the results back. So I, was, I only lived in that fear for like two hours before... Uh, they said, no, she didn't have it. We don't know what's going on. And then the next day they found out that it's not that she had a high temperature. It's just that when they moved her to the step-down unit because she was getting better, that room's thermometer was broken. <laughs> and the doctor I talked to was like, that's never happened. I've worked here a while. Never experienced this before. Um, so it was kind of frustrating. So I had this, like, so I've had this early interaction of the fear of the coronavirus test, but... Um, I don't know. I've been pretty well insulated, despite how bad things have been here in Iowa. You know, we're not New York or uh, Florida. Um, and the county I live in, or the city anyway, seems to take things pretty seriously. But uh, I don't know. One of my dearest friends was exposed to coronavirus and just like doing that wait. Um, waiting for the test. Like, had to wait several days to take the test. And now. We're still in the waiting game of finding out what the test results are. And it's brutal, man. Uh, there's just so much going on in this world. And uh, if anybody's in that two-week wait of like trying to figure out, that's hard. And uh, oh, hope you have good results. Um, anyway, this is all sort of relevant to the next tune, I guess. Uh, on the 4th of July, I my academic advisor had asked me several times if I knew how to play um, When the King Enjoys His Own Again or The King Enjoys His Own Again, which is, like I said, it's an old uh, English Civil War tune that was sort of appropriated by Jacobites. I'm not sure if they changed the words or not. Um, and then later it was turned into The World Turned Upside Down, uh, which is a pretty common fife tune and is, you know, supposedly the tune that was played when Cornwallis surrendered or during the surrender at Yorktown. I kind of think that surrender took a while. I don't, I don't know where this story comes from, but that's the story. And uh, and so I was just like, I, I picked up the tune because I had been asked to play it a couple times, and I was like, oh, crap, it's the 4th of July. I guess I should say something. But given how this country is dealing with the coronavirus and everything else, and just, you know, being a, you know, budding historian that studies indigenous uh, history, it's always a little bit hard to, to get too worked up about celebrating the 4th of July. Um, yeah, I mean, literally in the Declaration of Independence, it talks about merciless Indian savages. Like, it's pretty, it's a weird country, this one that we're in. It's weird the way to put, to say, like, extreme racism, colonization, and that sort of thing. Maybe that's too soft. Uh, anyway, uh, so I, I posted the video and I thought like there's no more 2020 thing than to play the world turned upside down while wearing a crappy tricorn and a coronavirus mask. And uh, I'll post that for my for like an extra tune and 
and it'll be funny. And I thought it was like blatantly absurd because I had a tricorn on as well as like a blue beach shirt and a big blue mask. And like, but the funny thing about my appearance apparently and my apparel is that uh, it wasn't intuitive that I was trying to be absurd. And uh, so nobody noticed that. Uh, nobody like made a comment on it but i posted it on twitter because i've been on twitter again for the first time in ever and uh i got trolled i got trolled by a like uh a mega account like that i assume is a russian bot that because i i had hashtagged it wear a mask uh they made fun of me for wearing a mask and like that's that's the country <laughs> it's the country i live in is where Hundreds of thousands of people are dying. Well, a hundred, you know, hundred and, is it, is it 150,000? What are we up to? Anyway, over a hundred thousand people have died in this country and so many more people are getting sick. And there's still this idea that somehow wearing a mask is dumb. Uh, so wear a mask. Uh, it's like the least you can do. Just a bandana, even. Um, if anybody that's listened to this is like, doesn't realize like it, it really helps. <laughs> like... Uh, putting a mask on does a really good job of preventing you from spitting out, you know, coronavirus spores. And if, yeah, so do that. God, do that. <laughs> like, to, this move has been really frustrating because I've had to interact with people. Like, I, I've just so been privileged to hunker down and not go out. And, like, I would be afraid to anyway because uh, I'm, you know, at a pretty high-risk category. But also, like, I have to take care, you know, my mom gets these sterile dressing changes. I gotta be able to do that. I'm not doing it anymore, which is a little weird. Um, but I think I will be again soon. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's me and my, my dad both can do them. <laughs> uh, anyway, and he's been doing them. So, anyway, but I had to go to U-Haul to rent a truck. And they make it seem like there's this easy, no-contact app to do it. There isn't. Uh, and I showed up to get the truck the guy's like oh yeah that app pretty much never works you'll just have to come in here and get it and then going into that workspace and not a single person was wearing a mask there was one dude waiting in line wearing a mask it's like oh my goodness and then the uh when i got the internet set up at this place uh that was pretty rough too the guy showed up they're supposed to have you do it while like mediacom tells you what to do um but he just and they say he'll only enter if absolutely necessary but uh he just said, yeah, I'm going to come in your house. It's <laughs> like, okay. But he had a mask on at least. Uh, anyway, it's simple. Wear masks. Like, yeah. Anyway, so here's the tune on Ellen Pipes first. So this is um, When the King Shall Enjoy His Own Again. And, uh, yeah, it's on Ellen Pipes. I feel a little weird about putting it on Ellen Pipes. I'd, I'd like to do some more research into this. Honestly, all I did was, you know, my advisor told me, hey, do you know this old Jacobite tune? And then I Googled it and went to the Wikipedia article that mentioned that it's the same, you know, and then realized that it's, I think in the Wikipedia article, they say that it's the same tune as World Turned Upside Down. Um, and they kind of go into the history of it as a English Civil War song. I'm sure there's better research out there than Wikipedia, but that's my moving episode. So that's what you're getting. So here is the World Turned Upside Down or When the King Enjoys His Own Again. Like I said, an old Jacobite tune. Uh, so it's interesting that it's got kind of connections to a couple different rebellions. So here is King Enjoys His Own Again on Ellen Pipes. Mm -hmm. 
so yeah, it's okay. It's a pretty good tune on Ellen Pipes. I was surprised looking at the music uh, that like it it fits pretty easily within the Highland Pipe range. And after after messing around with it a bit, I kind of prefer it on Highland Pipes, which is not a thing that I often think about tunes that I play on both instruments. Maybe that's just because I'm not happy with how my Highland Pipes are sounding right now. But um, yeah, it's it's a pretty good tune on Highland Pipes. It makes me wonder if people ever played it. My my instinct here is that this is an English tune rather than you know it's a jack like an English Jacobite tune. In in America anyway, we have this misconception that Jacobites are all just like outlander characters as opposed to like there being English Jacobites as well um but yeah so I think that that's where the roots of this one is again I only got this off Wikipedia but one of my favorite uh there's a there's a quote included in the Wikipedia article from one of my favorite music kind of writers of the 18th century this guy named uh Joseph Wrightson yeah Joseph Wrightson Joseph Wrightson is a hoot uh I used to have all these kind of quotes in my head from him during my uh, bagpipe programs, but every like going to try to track him down, I couldn't find him. But uh, one of these days, I'll dig back into Joseph Wrightson, but he has all these anecdotes about bagpipes and music and talks about music history. Kind of one of my favorite ones is uh, he goes in about how Hey to T to Tay, or Scots for Hey, but Hey to T to Tay is said to have been the tune played by Robert the Bruce as he you know, entered the Battle of Bannockburn. Uh, it was a tune played by his bagpipers. And then Wrightson goes on to say, this is, of course, nonsense, because bagpipes weren't invented yet uh, during the time of Robert the Bruce. Scottish bagpipes, anyway, weren't really around yet uh, during that time period. Um, and he's got another one about uh, the flowers of the forest. He says, uh, people believe that this is a tune that dates back to the ancient time of the Druids. Uh, this is, of course, nonsense but it is the prettiest song on the bagpipe uh, but he said about when the king enjoys his own again uh, according to this wikipedia quote uh, writes and called it quote the most famous and popular air ever heard in this country you get the sense that it enjoyed like a hundred a several hundred year uh popularity likely um yeah, so you can check out the Wikipedia page or find more cool things. But it but it sits it sits really well on Highland Pipes. So let's listen to it on Highland Pipes uh, and uh, and check it out. Like I said, it's it's history is interesting that it's you know this this Jacobite tune it was repurposed by Jacobites in the seventeen teens and that eventually that same melody would go on to be the world turned upside down, which is if you don't know that's when the the major British surrender at uh, yorktown that's the the tune it's supposedly playing and it was sort of like on my mind because you know i did the same thing like so many people and finally watched hamilton for the first time on on the fourth and you know i listened to the soundtrack pretty obsessively for a year <laughs> in 2016 uh, yeah 2016 and you know i thought it was awesome uh, there's many things i liked about it i mean there's obviously some things that i was frustrated with but like in terms of historicalness and sort of hero myth but it's it was sort of a flashback to how easy it was to just you know assume that the world was going to be okay in 2016 before the election uh and now it's things that i just didn't worry about <laughs> like listening to hamilton the first time around like no it's okay i think we've progressed as a society where like, it's probably wrong to ignore all this weird dark history, but maybe we can do something different and unique with it and it'll be all right. 
maybe I was just enamored by the music and didn't think about it too hard at the time. Um, but yeah, now rewatching it in 2020, it uh, it hits a little different for a bunch of reasons. But I've taken a Revolutionary War class, well, I've taken another Revolutionary War class since then and read like some of the best books. Um, there's this amazing book called Revolution- Revolutionary Backlash. Uh, I'll include a link in the show descriptions. The author's name is Zagari, I think. Uh, but like I said, you'll find a, find a link if you want to read it. But it's just amazing, this history of kind of women during the Revolutionary period into the early Republican period and how women's roles changed radically during the first kind of 20, 20 or 30 years of the United States' existence. And, you know, I hadn't read that book before, uh, seeing Hamilton. And so seeing Hamilton again this time, like, yeah, there's there's all these things that sort of bother you about, like, ignoring slavery, sort of not ignoring it. Um, definitely just a lot of myth-making and myth-celebrating that seems a little problematic. But the thing that bothered me the most, like, my experience with Hamilton, I used to download music to an iPod, if you remember those days. Um but I downloaded the, the album to my pod, my iPod. And I remember I was driving around Iowa and I had just moved to Iowa and I was just listening, <laughs> just listening to Hamilton. And I had recently re-downloaded my iPod to my computer, you know, to sync it up. You remember these days? And somehow the last song on the album hadn't like hadn't been part of my iPod playlist before that point. Like it didn't download from iTunes. And so I was just driving around Iowa and all of a sudden the Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story song came on and it just gutted me because it was like, yeah, I listened to Hamilton pretty obsessively for a couple months. And so when that song hit me, it hit me hard and unexpectedly. Uh, it was like this this gift. But, you know, now watching it again, like that was sort of the song that I struggled with the most, like that, that seemed the most problematic because we're celebrating... And like the Skylers are problematic, <laughs> like between slave owning and just Indian land stealing and uh, some horrible stuff in, in New York. But but anyway, the, that we're, you know, worrying about the Skyler sister and everything she's doing is is like it's just following the timeline of of like how women's status in this country shifted to being politically active and being revolutionary to um, being spouses and parents and like mothers to revolutionaries or mothers to good republican children republicans like the republic um and just how things shifted and all the things that she sings about in that song are not like yeah those are those are great things that she did uh, but those are the things that were accessible to her and i got particularly upset at the the part where you know, she says, you would have done so much better. I'm like, well, we don't really know that, do we? Because you were kind of like that characters, that historical person was locked behind a system of, you know, coverture and just being invisible in the law and not able to be, you know, run for office or, well, anyway, read the book. It's really dang good. Um, and I still think you can listen to Hamilton. It's pretty good, pretty good music. But there's definitely some problematic myth, myth building, and myth supporting. Anyway, all that is to say, uh, it was Fourth of July this week, and I moved, and I'm rambling, a little tired and sore. And here is oh, when the king enjoys his own again on Highland Pipes. I doubt that any Jacobite 
Pipers played this tune in Scotland, but they could have, because this slaps. It's good. Hope you enjoyed it, too. pretty good obviously those f nats in there aren't uh canon i guess but i i love that sound of the uh that flat note anyway so we'll finish up um thanks for sitting through this uh long i thought this was gonna be a short episode i should edit this down a little bit maybe um anyway thanks for listening to the episode we'll finish with another feral set uh, sort of O'Farrell sets. We'll do Return from Fingal, which is not an O'Farrell tune, and then we'll finish up with Mole in the Wad. I thought this was going to be a set, and if you play Return from Fingal as it's written in the big, you know, tome, O'Neill's, it is almost the same tune. Like, Mole in the Wad and Return from Fingal. Like, Mole in the Wad's a jig, Return from Fingal's a march, but, like it's really similar notes uh i'm playing the ennis setting here i'm not sure where seamus ennis got his setting um but that's sort of where i was more comfortable with it so that's what i'm playing i mean i'm not playing like seamus ennis but that's where that setting came from uh and then we'll go into the mall in the wad and it's awkward it's an awkward transition the tunes are too similar um so this is not going to be a set but they are paired together here because that's how my brain works so here we go Going out with some O'Farrell tunes. Uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully we'll have a little bit more standard and well-thought-out episode next week. Cheers. <laughs>